say it again, Revelation. And, and, and I'm not talking about the book of Revelation, you know, in the Bible. I'm talking about the word itself, Revelation. You know, Revelation just simply means to uncover, right? It just simply means to uncover. Now, if there was something here, like if we had, a, 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 you know, a sheet or something like that, and then we would just cover the whole stage, this whole platform, uh, when y'all walked in, the only thing y'all would see is the sheets, the covers. But you would never really know what's behind the covers until you walk up to it and pull the covers off. And when you pull the covers off, then you'll see the contents there. The word of God is the same way. You see, uh, all of us probably, we have a Bible at the house, right? And it comes in a cover, Right? It comes in a cover. Sometimes it comes in an app. <laughs> right? But until you remove the cover, you'll never see the contents in it. So revelation is just simply meaning uncovering the truth that's already there. Now watch this. When you uncover it, it's not that the, the, the truth wasn't there. It's been there all along. Come on, somebody. How many of you know salvation was there all along until you set foot in church? Amen. Come on now. Amen. And until you heard the preacher preach the word of God. And when you heard the preacher preach the word of God, guess what? There was some uncovering that took place. And the first uncovering was, man, I'm a sinner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I need a savior. See, that was a, a, a level of revelation that took place in your life. And you saw yourself for, you know, be, you know, being uh, an unbeliever. But but then again, as you started proceeding, guess what? There were more things to uncover. So it is with God's word. And that's why I said we want to talk to those that have that are just beginning, those that are just kind of in the middle and those that are seasoned in the word. We want to talk to them. Does that makes sense. We want to talk to them because there's so much to learn when it comes to the word of God. And especially we're living in a time frame where uh, there's a lot of things taking place out there. I mean, just look at the news. There's a lot of things taking place out there. And, and many times, you know, uh, when I start looking into these things as far as what's happening within our nation, what's happening around the globe and what's happening right here on the res and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I don't want to dive too much into that because I know that God is the answer to each dilemma that I see being presented. So um, it's, it's just that and with for anything else. But again, in this day and age, we need to learn to how to uncover a lot of things in our lives. Does that make sense? So that we can continue to change. So, uh, it's already going to be a, a couple of messages here. <laughs> but I want to I start in this area. And, you know, we, we preached on... What does it mean to be born again? We preach that. And many of us learn that, right? And, you know, we preach other messages that tagged on to that. So, again, in all the teachings that we had the past, I would say almost two months now, 
If you can recall all of those, and let's dig into this one. I believe it's going to help you. Okay? Uh, how many of you understand that in the beginning, there was man, right? And I have to begin there because if you don't understand that part, you won't understand where I'm going uh, when we get there. Or when we get to where we're going, you won't understand it. But in the beginning, of course, man was there. He was created, right? And then he, he, he sinned. He, he failed to believe in what God said and believed in some, something else. And sin came into the world. And because of sin, that unbelief right there, it opened the door for a lot of other things, right? Sickness, disease, everything came out of that, okay? Then, and at that time, man was in a downward spiral as far as unbelief is concerned. Just couldn't believe God, just couldn't believe God, just couldn't believe God. With everything he was going through, he just couldn't believe God. So what happened? God had to send Jesus Christ. Very simple, isn't it? Are you with me so far? Are you here? <laughs> so, uh, so he sent Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ, what happened? From start to finish, he stayed believing God. Right? That's what the first Adam was supposed to do. He was supposed to stay believing God, but somewhere along the line, he got into unbelief and that was history. Okay? And then Jesus came and he had to believe. Well, what did he have to believe? He had to believe everything that was written about him. Right? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could just find the word in the Bible where you're going through a situation and then we'll take you into a Bible, into a verse and say, okay, read this part right here. And after you get through reading it, and I'll say, that's you right there. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. And I said, that's you right there. So you can, you can just uh, get that word and say, I'm more than a conqueror. Right? The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, uh, uh, you are the head and not the tail above, only not beneath. I can say, that's you right there. So what you can do is take what the Bible says and say, I am the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. So that means that no situations or circumstances can overcome me because I'm the head and not the tail. I'm always going to be the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. I believe in what the Word of God says. See, your belief is just locked on into things like that. And wouldn't it be amazing if our belief would just continue to lock on to, the God, to God's truth about every circumstance that we face? Because if we can lock on to God's truth in every circumstance we face, there's nothing impossible with God. Do y'all see this? There's nothing impossible with him. And I want to encourage all of you to continue. Now that we're learning all these things, I want you to stay believing in God. Whatever dilemma, whatever challenges, whatever you're going through right now, yeah, it might hurt. You might not feel you, you might not feel too good and it sucks and you don't want to go through this. But guess what? Stay believing God for whatever it is and let God be the one to help you on your way out. Because when you stay believing in God in these situations and when he helps you and when he leads you out, guess what? He's going to get the glory at the end. If I were you, I'd go ahead and give him the glory for helping me out right now. Amen. Are you hearing me, church? Many times we don't have to wait till we get out of a situation and we don't have to wait to give him glory after the situation. We can give him the glory while we're going through. And guess what? When we do that, it's going to speed up. It's going to help strengthen our faith and we're going to go right on through it. And at the end, he's going to get the glory just like you've been declaring. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> do y'all see this? 
So, and then that touches a little bit on uh, the things that you believe in about yourself. Whatever you believe, whatever you see in the Bible, you know, the head, not the tail above, only not beneath. You know, you're more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Um, you know, uh, uh, all that great stuff, right? If you can start declaring those things right in the midst of your hell. If you can start declaring those things right in the midst of your hell and lock on, lock on those things and don't, don't, don't look back. You know, we, we talked years ago about uh, the, the bulldog faith, right? And it, you know how a bulldog, it has his nose way up here, right? Why is his nose way up here? Because when it locks on something, it's going to stay breathing. <laughs> you know, that means once he locks on to that other dog's neck, he's not letting go. That's called bulldog faith. And some of y'all just need to plain be a bulldog. Are you hearing me? When it comes to receiving the word of God, you ought to just lock on and breathe. Come on, somebody. <laughs> You're the head and not the tail. I know. <laughs> See, you, because if you choose to believe in something, let me, let me ask you this. You believing in something else other than what God said, did it help you? Come on, let's just be honest. Did it help you? Oh, I'm just going to have a bad day today. Well, do you really believe that right there? Yeah, because I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and it, nothing just went right yesterday. And I received a bad text message and dog, they called me again. And even the doctor said I need to come and visit. Those may be facts, but nothing is like the truth that comes from God's word. Amen. It's up to you of what statement you lock on to. Yeah. So when you believed in all the negative stuff, did it feel good? Come on, talk to me while we're at this. Before I get into that, we might spend the rest of time here. <laughs> Some of y'all maybe need to be, you, you probably need to be delivered from these things. Oh, golly. They said one more week of phase one. Cool. A lot of chapters like it. Yeah, phase one. <laughs> See, it's going to be what you lock on to. Turn your neighbor, preach at them a little bit. Say, it's going to be what you lock on to. Turn to the other side, say, whatever you're going through, you have to ask yourself, what am I locked on to? <laughs> and all of us, as long as we're living in this world, we're going to go through some things. Deal with it. I said, we're going to go through some things. And I get one witness. How many of y'all going through some things right now? You see? But while you're going through some things right now, what are you locked on to? Are you locked on to God's truth or are you locked on to the world's statements? It's up to you. Yeah. Do y'all see this church? So anyway, we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with that. So I don't know how I, wait, how I got there, but let's just pull back. I want to stay with what I want to do, talk about today. We have to understand the beginning of man if we're going to understand this other area we're about to talk about. Okay? Man fell. Jesus came, 
restored everything to man. Is that what y'all understood? Man fell, Adam fell, Jesus came, restored everything, right? He restored everything back to man and he resurrected from the dead and he was seated at the right hand of God, right? He was the mercy seat, right? You remember Wednesday night's message? Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. When he got seated, guess what? He sent the Holy Ghost. He sent the Holy Ghost to the church. Are you hearing me? So that indicates to me that every church that names the name of Jesus Christ, they should have the Holy Ghost there. The Holy Ghost should be in every church. If the Holy Ghost is not in the church, it's not the church. Are you hearing me? The Holy Ghost must be there. Are you hearing me? The truth of the word of God must be preached so that the Holy Ghost can take the truth that's being ministered and begin to plant the seeds of God's truth in the lives of those that are listening. So we invite the Holy Ghost here. Have your way in this place. Touch, heal, deliver, set free, make whole the people of God in this place. We want the Holy Ghost here. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> and I'm not going to attempt to do this by myself. I will sit in that chair. If, if the Holy Ghost is not saying anything, I will sit in that chair and just sit, you, sit there with you guys. But we want the Holy Ghost to move. And when he moves, you should respond. When he moves, you should respond. You should be ready to receive what the Holy Ghost is doing because your miracle could be next. Amen. Are you hearing me? Again, we got we to gotta lock on to these things. But anyway, let me, let me get to this. Let me get to this here. Ah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This, this is very important here. How many born again believers we have in the house? Amen. You have been born twice. There was everything wrong with the first birth. <laughs> we had to get born again. And God is, God is using the twice-born people in the earth. Right? He's using the twice-born people in the earth to fulfill his mandate. To advance his kingdom. So if you are born-again people, you are a prime candidate to be used by God. You are a prime candidate to be used by God. You know what? You have a ministry on the inside of you. I'll say it again. You have a ministry on the inside of you. God has put something great on the inside of you. And you know what? That ministry could be, it could be being an evangelist. It could be being a pastor. It could be being uh, 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 whatever, a teacher or whatever it is. So it could be anything. It could be in the business world. It could be in the economic world. It could be in any parts of the world. Why? Because every system of the world needs the gospel preached to it. And that's why every one of you matters. Not just certain kinds matter, all lives matter. Why? Because God wants to use each one. And he has a plan for each one. 
He loves each one. Does that make sense? Okay, now, let's get this here. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16. Um, in, in this passage, you're going to see words like uh, new creation or new creature. You're going to see words like reconciled, ministry of reconciliation. You're going to see all that. But <clears throat> there are going to be some things that we want you to understand in all of this so that when you walk out of this place, you'll know who you are. Okay? You'll know who you are. This ain't about me. This is everything about what God wants to do with your life. Okay? In verse 16, it says in the uh, King James Version, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, Yea, though we, we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. 17. Therefore, if any man, what? Be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Watch verse 18. And all things, watch this, after the person becomes new, from that point on, it says, all things what? Are of God. All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, in previous times when we would read the scripture, you know, we would all jump on that fact, you know, I'm a new creature in Christ, old things are passed away, hallelujah, praise God, you know, jumping, shouting, crying, and you know, spitting, and whatever. But I want you to look at this particular phrase from another angle. It says right here, well, let, let's read this out of the uh, Amplified Version, starting at 16, and then I'll break it down here. It says, consequently from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human point of view and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in the terms of the flesh. In other words, we see Jesus more than we ever did. We know some things about him now that we don't look at him from the flesh standpoint of view anymore. There was so much more to him than meets the eye, than the physical body. And you know what? Even where that's concerned, where he is, where, 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 where he's concerned with that, it's the truth with you. When people, now that you are born again, watch this. When people see you, they can't see what you were really created for. There's so much more to you than meets the eye. There's so much more to you. You have so much in store on the inside as a born again believer that when people talk to you, they don't know who they're talking to. Yeah. All they see is a coworker. 
But no, there's more, more to you than being a co-worker. There's more to you. Well, Thomas, I just don't see it. <laughs> Why? Because it's not out here. It's in here. Are you with me? You know, some of you may be struggling with certain things. You're an overcomer. But you're looking at yourself from your failing point of view to try to overcome that. You got to look at yourself. You have to look at yourself through the new creation point of view if you're going to overcome anything. Yeah. Okay. So watch this. Let's keep going. It says in verse 17, Therefore, if any person, King James says any man, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is what? A new creation. A new creature altogether. The old, previous, and moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, by, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Now let's go backwards with this thing. When man fell, God had another plan in place. And that plan was to reconcile or make one again with the people he lost. He wanted to become one again because watch this. Before the fall, Adam, the first man, he was already one with God. Remember? Made in the image. He thought like God. He spoke like God. He was just like God. But when he fell... Man lost that ability to be one with God. And from that time forward, God had to bring this other plan which involved Jesus Christ so that he can reconcile himself to you. So he can make himself one with you again. That's where being born again came from. He lost you, but he had another plan to gain you back. And the day that you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, you became one with God again. He reconciled you. He reconnected himself to you. That's how much he loves you. He reconnected himself to you. And you know what? From that point on, he wanted you to believe in him. He wanted you. Golly, I don't get hit myself. From that point on, he wanted this relationship to go further and further and further than how you started. I'm glad you have that starting point, but you got to keep moving. You got to keep going. You got to go further. You got to go beyond. Are you hearing me? Why? Because watch this. Just like he became one with you, he wants to become one with somebody else through you. That's why you cannot be stingy with yourself. 
If you consider yourself to be a born again believer, a child of the living God, then you have to allow yourself to be used by him. Again, it's not about you to be used by him so that he can make himself one with somebody else. You know, the cousin that you're praying for, the friend that you're praying for, that one. Well, I want my kids to be one with God. Well, God wants to use you because, watch this, God wants it more than you do. Ah, do y'all see that? He wants it more than you do. So imagine what would happen if we would just get sold out for God. And allow God, even when it's uncomfortable, you know, when, when you're trying to restore some things, some, some relationship aspects with, with your loved ones, you know, there's going to be that challenge and there's going to be that bumping heads and there's going to be that, well, you know, I can't do that, you know, all that, whatever. There's going to be that challenge. And I believe there's a lot of people that are afraid to go head on with those challenges. Even though it's uncomfortable, we have to keep focus on what God wants to do. And what is that? He wants to become one with them. So that means I just got to get out of the way so I can let him use me to touch their life. That means to walk in love. That means to forgive. That means to move on, forgive and forget. Let's get this thing done so that God can touch their life too. That's real love there. But so many people are afraid of that, the, the rubber meeting the road. Are you hearing me? Well, I just don't want to offend. It's not about offending them. It's just simply about loving them. And it may get uncomfortable while you're wanting to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. It's going to be very uncomfortable. Come on, somebody. How many of you tried to witness to your own loved ones and they just made fun of you? They just didn't believe in you. Why? Because they thought they knew you. But they don't know the new you in Christ. They only know you. They only know the Adam you. Uh, they only know the Adam you. They don't know the new you in Christ. That's why, watch this, they're going to look from the Adam point of view and they're going to judge you and they're going to talk down on you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to want to have nothing to do with you. All that. They're going to break up the past and all that stuff. But they don't know the new creature in Christ that's you. Amen. They don't know that part of you. And that's what you're trying to, you're presenting that part of you, but they can't accept that because they've seen too much of the old. And I get one witness in the house. I'll go preach it somewhere. I'll go preach it to the birds. <laughs> and they'll chirp. <laughs> they'll at least say amen. But do you all see this? And so many people, when they're trying to minister to somebody else, they feel uncomfortable because watch this. You can't help but the fact of looking, your, looking at yourself through Adam's eyes. You're looking at yourself from the old man point of view. That's why it's a struggle to witness. Well, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Who cares? The old man is dead. I'm alive in Christ. But, you know, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? See, a lot, of, a lot of people on the res, they know you by the old man. They don't know the new one. They don't know the new one, and they don't know this new one, what this new one is capable of. The new one right here is willing to travel the world. The new one right here is willing to relocate. 
Because this new one right here is crazy enough to believe God even for miracle, miraculous provisions. Ah. Why this new one? See, we're too busy trying to witness through the Adam side. You were Adam's family at one time. You, you have a cousin it. <laughs> but do y'all see this? But the new you in Christ, this is the last Adam. Jesus, the son of the living God. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So God wants to, he reconciled himself to you and he wants to reconcile the world to himself through you. Does everybody get that? So since he wanted to reconcile the world to himself, he had to do a couple of things. He had to get you, he had to put a plan in place that will lead you to be born again. He had to get you to a place where your old man will be completely dead and out of the way. Ah, y'all see that? And that was the plan. I got, a, I, got, I got, in order for me to become one with, 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 with these chapters here, he said, I got to remove the old man. I got to have a plan in place to bring that plan to fruition so that when they execute the plan, they'll see the new birth. And once they get in a new birth, all things belong to me now. All things are of God. Yeah. And from here, what he wanted was he wanted us to function. He wanted us to function out of the, the new creation side. Not trusting in that side where you came out of. He wanted you to live out your new life here. Trusting him. Now, let's, 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 let's go here for a little bit. Let's go here for a little bit. It says, let's go back to the King James Version here in verse 17 of uh, 2 Corinthians 5. Are you ready? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Holy Spirit, just, just, just give me the interpretation of how, you know, sometimes when things come out of the spiritual realm, my mind has a hard time trying to wrap around it. And then I have to have the Holy Spirit to help me interpret how God wants it laid out. Here's how he showed me. And I'm going to do my best to do this. Holy Ghost, help me. If I speak in tongues a little bit, never mind me. I'm just trying to get that interpretation of it. Um, <laughs> I see it. There it is right there. And there it is right there. I see it. I just got to put it into words. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, right? 
And the word new creature, it just simply means, you know, as uh, the, uh, the Amplified Version describes, it's, 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 it's a new person altogether. Matter of fact, I believe the Greek uh, definition to this is, you know, when you keep digging in and digging and digging, you'll, you'll find out that this person right here is a new species of being that has never existed before. So it's a completely, totally new person. Totally. There's no ounce of the old in this one. If any man be in Christ, he, she is a new creature altogether. All things have passed away. All things become new and this new is of God. It has never existed, never been seen, never been manifested in the earth realm. Before Jesus Christ, we were still partaking of the Adamic nature. And what's it? Let's just say mankind. Mankind operated in the Adamic nature right here. This is before we ever made Jesus Christ Lord in our life. But one day, the cross of Jesus Christ was being preached and it reached into the Adamic nature and it reached into the new of God and he became the bridge that man can transcend from the old to the new so this man the original man from Genesis come on now he had to transition through the cross of Jesus Christ Die to sin like Christ. And then resurrect with Christ on this side and become a new creature in Christ altogether. That's what happened at the new birth. That's why God doesn't see you as that old one anymore. Because that Adamic nature man has died and gone away. There's no ounce of this dude right here in that dude right there. Do you all see that? That's the reason why we can celebrate the new birth. I am so glad that I am born again. I am so glad that God gave me a chance. I am so glad that God has healed me. I am so glad that God has restored me. You know what? It's really the new you. Forget January 31st. You already in the new... Do y'all see that? So the old mankind died and this mankind no longer exists in the eyes of God. That's only when you are in Christ, that's when he doesn't exist. 
But so many people are in Christ trying to resurrect the old Adam. Tane. Do you all see that? Oh, This man was a mean man. This man loved to pout. This man would cuss people out. And that's what we're trying to do. It's, it's a dead person right there. It's a dead body. That's your old, old nature laying dead. But you're a new creation trying to... Let me get in it again. <laughs> How many of y'all seen a movie where... You know, they would wear a, 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 a skin of a bear. There's no life in that skin until they put. And now it's really not alive, but it's a dead thing moving around. Do y'all see that? And some of y'all, you came into church like you right here. God says, get up. That's not you anymore. I don't see you like that anymore. You are this now. Live this life. Are you hearing me? Okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. Okay. Give me about 10 more minutes and I'm done. Jesus was our prime example for everything, right? See... Oh, okay. I, I, I just discovered that, oh, it's going to be contradictory here. It's going to be, oh. And this is for the seasoned people. This is for the see those that have been in church for a long time. And they get revelation from God. They get chill bumps every time the Holy Ghost is mentioned. Uh, let's see if they get chill bumps after this. I discovered, and I should have known this, I should have known this, but you know, the revelation part, the uncovering part, it's always been there. It just had to be uncovered. Jesus Christ, when he came, he came to fulfill the law and the prophets, right? Okay, I'll talk to the people in the camera. Uh, <laughs> it's in the Bible, right? He came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So when he did, watch this now. Uh, did you know that? Let me talk to Sal. I could always talk to her. Did you know? That Jesus Christ didn't preach the full gospel. <gasps> I'm going to turn this camera off. Just hold on. Just eat your muffins and hold on. Jesus Christ could not preach the full gospel because he had to fulfill the law and the prophets. The only way the full gospel could be preached is after he was resurrected and ascended to the Father. That's the only way the gospel was going to be preached. He would make mention, he would allude to the fact of what was about to happen. Right? He talked about it. But 
So that means that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is just testifying of what Jesus did. But the real gospel begins in the book of Acts. Ah, isn't that right, Kurt? The real gospel comes in the book of Acts when the Holy Ghost filled the church. Yeah. Do you all see that? When the Holy Ghost came into the church, now, you know, Peter, Peter and John was able to preach the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the seating of Jesus Christ. Until he was seated, the gospel was not complete yet. So once he got seated, and then he sent the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost said, I got the message, I'm taking it to the church. And this message as it came, this is where people started becoming born again. Amen. Yeah. And when they became born again, guess what? The old mankind from there died when they said, Jesus is Lord. It died. When they believed in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and the ascension, and the seating of Jesus Christ, that's when that person became born again. That's when that person became a new creature in Christ. Watch this. When Jesus, please get this now. Let me say this first. God, from here on, the moment we became a new creature in Christ, God wanted us to trust in the leading and the guiding guidance of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what he wanted. That's what he still wants today from all the churches. Amen. Not man leading, but the Holy Ghost leading. Amen. Not man's opinions being preached, but the Holy Ghost anointed word of God being preached. Amen. Are you hearing me, church? You have to understand that when Jesus... When Jesus resurrected from the dead, he killed the Adamic nature. He took the Adamic nature to hell. That's where it's supposed to go. Ah, that unbelief, that's where it went. But when Jesus came up from the grave, the Bible says, and, and for those of you that read the Bible before, on the accounts of after Jesus being resurrected. I don't know, we might preach this in Easter, so I'll just stop right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you remember when Jesus Christ, he was seen by men after the resurrection? And he said on one account, he said, touch. And he said, He indicated, let me, say it that way, let me say it that way. He indicated to the people, the, to the one that he was talking to at that moment, he said that he didn't have flesh and blood. He had flesh and bones. Well, what was the blood? He spilt it at Calvary. He emptied the blood at Calvary. 
So if he didn't have flesh and blood, and he said he had flesh and bones, what was flowing through his body? The Holy Ghost is what raised him up. So it was a body emptied of the blood and filled with the Holy Ghost. And since he was our prime example, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We are a new creature in Christ. Yes, we may have blood in our lives, but our spirit needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. When it's filled with the Holy Ghost, now he's able to lead. Now he's able to guide. Now he's able to help. Now he's able to comfort just like Jesus promised while he was here. He said, behold, I will send you another comforter. Another part, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. See, the Holy Spirit of God, he is the, he is, he is, he is Jesus. That's Jesus' spirit flowing through us. So all of you that's been in church for a long time, let's allow the Holy Ghost to flow through us once more. But not, not, not this time to speak in tongues, but this time to be led by him. So that the kingdom of God can be advanced right here on the Choctaw Indian Reservation. Amen. It's time. No more regular church services. No, we can't. God has done too much for every one of you to just sit still and not do anything for the kingdom. Amen. Are you hearing me, church? So if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And this creature is filled with the Holy Ghost. And because he's filled with the Holy Ghost, everything belongs to God. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body belongs to God. Amen. Do you all see this? So this takes us to a whole new level of what it means uh, to not only be born again, but this takes us to a whole new level of what it means to be a new creature in Christ. So when he says old things are passed away, that means there's no ounce of the old you in this one. No ounce. I don't know. I just still feel like cussing people out over here. <laughs> Let me tell you this. It might have felt good when you cuss somebody out over here. But it always produced the bad results in your life. It always, if anything, you'd done this and it felt good. You had a lot of pleasure in it. But guess what? There was a demotion taking place. You just went a step down. And you did it some more. You, you went down again. That's all that happened. Yeah, it felt good. But that's all that happened. Because in the morning, the next morning, you still woke up grouchy. You still woke up mad at the world. You still had issues. Come on, you still sarcastic and whatever and telling people off and leave me alone. And okay, okay, we get it. It felt real good doing all that, but it never produced anything in your life. Oh, people left me alone. Yeah, you had to fight loneliness too. Now I just want to be by myself. Misery. 
You, you see that? It's the, it's the old nature. It never produced any godly thing. Versus the new one. Are you hearing me? Well, I'm hurt over here. The new you is healed. Why don't you hurry up and get on the cross, get through this transition then? Oh, I Somebody please help that person. Grab their hand, take it to the cross. Drag them over. Nail them in. <gasps> Ouch. Give them at least nine hours. Take the nails off and throw them over there. Let the Holy Ghost resurrect them. It's the healed you, restored you, blessed you, you the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. I'm going to live, love, and laugh again. This is the new me right here. Do y'all see this church? And while everybody started, they're over here and they're getting on Facebook. Oh, say that to her. Okay. What is this side producing? Come on, tell me. What is this side producing? Not a thing. They'll continue to stay in that condition until one day the gospel of Jesus Christ comes and shines on them. And they'll realize that Jesus died for them. And spiritually, they'll go through the cross and then come out on the other side. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. All things will become new. And all things are of God. You're a new creation. How many of you are glad you're born again? Wow. You're a born again child of God. And, and, and just like Jesus, he killed, the, he killed the old one. And when he resurrected, that represented the new one. And he was full of the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost that kept his body moving. Ah, can you see that? Can, it was the Holy Ghost that kept his body moving. Are you hearing me? What would it look like in modern times? You're laying there. Holy Ghost. We got to get to church. I was dreaming. Holy Ghost says, get up. We got to go. Okay, I'm a new creature in Christ anyway. And then when you're in church, man, I'm here to praise. Caleb, turn it on. Let's get this thing on. Hurry. <laughs> Do y'all see this? See, some of y'all, the Holy Ghost had to wake you up this morning. Oh boy, I love this church. <laughs> Do y'all see this? Did y'all receive this today? I want y'all to say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, your word declares that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You declared in your word, old things are passed away. All things become new. And all things belong to you. For you have 
reconciled us to yourself. We are one with you. So I declare in the name of Jesus that I am in Christ. I am a new creature. I declare old things are passed away. All things have become new. I am of God. I am reconciled. I am one with God and I am full of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for your glory in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God some praise. Man. Do y'all see this? God is too good for us to just to remain settled with right where we are. No, I, I, I challenge everybody to start getting up and start moving in the things of God. Amen. Man, he's, he's been awesome. Father, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for teaching us. Thank you so much for showing us your truth. I speak your blessings upon every child of God here, every one of those that are born again. I pray that this truth will continue to settle in their spirit, that they may continue to grow and change, that you may be glorified. But as for those that have not yet been born again, I pray that they will receive salvation. I pray that they will make the decision needed to become born again. Father, we thank you so much for everything you're doing, everything you will do. We give you praise, glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen.